Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. Dan Panetti. I've got Ben Quine. Um, ben, we've met um, several different times. Um, I so appreciate your work and what you do, because uh, we're going to talk about something our parents need to know. Thank you, Dan. Uh, there is a, yes. um, well, <laughs> an important election. Here's the deal. All elections are important, right? Um, but there's a primary election, and I think a lot of our parents, um, just a lot of people don't understand the importance of a primary in the election cycle. Um, And so you're part of an organization. I want you to tell our parents who you are, what you do. Um, And then when you mention the organization, right, Christians Engaged, okay, they're going to be thinking, right, that you're going to be talking about a dating app. And we're we're not. We're talking about engaging the world, right, with the truth of God's word, right? And that includes in the political sphere, Right. So super important. So, Ben, thank you for being here with us. Tell us a little bit about just kind of who you are, your background, and then we'll dive into some of the things our parents need to know. Thank you so much, Dan. I'm just honored to be here with you and I appreciate, you know, all you guys are doing to raise up the next generation here at Preston and Christian Academy. It's one of the most important jobs. And, you know, we never we could never take that for granted. Amen. Um, Yeah. As you said, I'm the vice president of a ministry called Christians Engaged. So we're at ChristiansEngaged.org. ChristiansEngaged.org. And uh, we are a civic education ministry, a parachurch, uh, nonprofit, nonpartisan Christian ministry um, formed in 2019 um, out of really a desire to equip Christians to do three things that are just vital for our culture. Okay. To pray, to vote, and to get engaged. Again, not not uh, engaged to be married, but engaged in the culture to be that salt and light yes. that Jesus called us to but, be. Okay, guys, let's start with the three things, yeah. right? Pray. Um, Second Timothy tells us to pray for our leaders. Exactly. Right? And, and I think such an important thing, regardless, uh, in America, right, one of the things I think we take for granted, if you, if you haven't traveled a bunch, if you, if you don't know about the rest of the world, right. um, leadership in other countries, right, is usually through a coup, through a military, right, you know, uh, opposition. Somebody gets overthrown. Um, right. Right. So throughout human history, what we do here in America when we vote new people into office, um, change from one president to another or mm-hmm. you know, 535, you know, people on Capitol Hill, right? right. I mean, you know, 435 of them up for election every two years. That's crazy. Um, when we change leadership here, um, it's so important, and it is a privilege and an honor. And regardless right, right. of if your people get in or your person gets in, somebody is going to be the leader and the, the leaders of this particular country, and we are called to pray for those people. And so exactly. I don't want to overlook that, right, before we get into you know, voting and politics and um, parties and platforms and all the different things. That... Um, commandment to pray for our leaders is such an important aspect. And I think it, it's a good thing for us to show our kids, um, regardless of who gets elected, right? We're praying for those particular exactly. people. Those are our leaders because those people are held accountable by God. That's right. And there's so much to say on that topic. I mean, uh, Proverbs 14 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And, you know, that's true for every area of life. That's true. There's a way that seems right in terms of marriage, in terms of sexuality, in terms of economics or justice, any area in our lives, the natural, sinful way that seems right, God says it leads to death. And so we can see that in our culture today. As we turn from God's word and turns from his ways, uh, it brings death to our culture. And so we're, we're actually dealing with the fruits of a spiritual crisis in America today. And so the only solution for this spiritual crisis is spiritual, yeah. right? We have to turn back to God. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't. These are powers and principalities. These are ideas that set right. themselves up against, right, the knowledge of God. Exactly. And so our job is to tear down those. Take right? every thought captive. Exactly. exactly. Right. And so, um, you know, that, that's a, such an important part. And it's, it's a role that we have as Christians um, because we're in this particular culture right. that in a sense, right. like our culture expects us to do. Exactly. Right? We're to be the salt. We're to be the light um, because darkness can't bring light. And exactly. so if we have light. Right. I mean, that's be the light is our theme for the year. Yes. Right. If we have light, if we have been enlightened and scripture tells us, right, that God's word makes the simple wise. So it's it's not because, Ben, I mean, I know you're brilliant. Right. And 
you know, I'm halfway brilliant. Um, but it's, it's not because we're brilliant. It's because right. we've been given a special revelation exactly. right, from God, That's from right. the designer, about the way that the world is supposed mm-hmm. to run, about the design, about That's right. male, female. I mean, things That's that people right. are questioning today, right? God says, hey, listen, here's how I created the world. And so exactly. we can take that and we can offer that to the world in a way that helps people have human flourishing because we you know that it. that's how God designed it. So we need to be engaged, right? And if we're not, then we leave these major decisions about how the world runs to people who are left in darkness, who don't exactly. know the truth, right? And can't right. bring that freedom and that flourishing, right, to the ideas that are out there. So it's super important for us to be involved. It's so important. It can't be overemphasized. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. The body of Christ, we are the light of the world. Yep. And Jesus said, no one would take a lamp, light it, and put it under a bowl. That's right. And yet, today, we often have this idea that, oh, Christians shouldn't be involved in this area, or Christians shouldn't be involved in that area. Well, that's taking the light away. And what are you going to be left with if you yep. take the light out? You're going to be left with darkness. That's right. So we have this kind of circular logic. Now we say, we can't be involved in that area. It's too dark. Well, it's dark because the because light's we not there. Because yeah. we're not there. Yeah, right? the self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> we need to be involved. Yeah. Uh, another really important thing is that, you know, I think a lot of mis- misunderstandings go around this idea of praying for our leaders. Yes. So that doesn't mean we're praying that their plans would succeed, that Absolutely. they're evil plans. No. It can be even praying against their evil plans. Yeah. We're praying that they would repent and come to the knowledge of God. D- David and, in Psalm 109. Right. He's like, hey, I got some bad people out there doing some bad things. Right. And his prayer to God is, hey, God, you need to step in and do something. Exactly. Because, because otherwise th- their plans, which are evil, which are opposed to you, are going to be fruitful. And that means right. that people are going to be hurt. Specifically, David's like me. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm going to be hurt because of these evil people. But it's true for the whole culture. Exactly. It's true for the whole culture. Yeah. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs 29, verse 2. And it says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. That's right. Like when there are good leaders... Everyone, it blesses everyone. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. Yes. And, and that just, I mean, if we see our neighbors groaning, what are we... What are we going to do? Are we yeah. just going to say, don't well, worry about that? And, and we kind of live in that Romans 1 culture where we see our neighbors celebrating their sin, yeah. right? But yet we know, right, that they're living in um, right, a rejection of God and his goodness, right? And so, right. You, you know, you may not see the hurt and you may not see the pain as they're expressing, right, their pride in their lifestyle that's right. opposed to God, but we know that they're hurting and yes. they're in pain. And so we don't want to have a culture um, that celebrates sin. We want to have a culture that celebrates God's goodness and the way that he created life and his design for what's best. Exactly. So, so that's why it's important. So, uh, sorry, back to the three things. We want to, we want <laughs> so to pray. pray. That's pray. What was the second thing? Vote. Vote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, when this gets released, um, uh, uh, registering to vote has already been done, right? So if yes. you're not registered to vote, right. um, you know, that, that has already passed. Um, in Texas, the way that things are set up is that you need to register to vote um, about a month out from, you know, that voting time. So here's the deal. If you're not registered to vote, the primary is coming up. Um, March 5th is the Texas primary. Here's the deal. If you're not registered to vote, hurry up and go register to vote because there will be a lot of runoffs right. from that. And you can vote in those runoff elections. That will be May 28th. Right. So anybody who didn't get 51 percent, they'll be in a runoff. Right. Two candidates. Exactly. That'll be May 28th. But then the actual general election is November 5th. So you want to make sure that you're registered because you definitely want to be voting in that November election. Right. You know, so get registered to vote. But you want to vote. You, you want to de- you know, definitely cast your ballot. And I'll say this. Um, our church does a great job. Um, you know, the cultural impact team. Um, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity to get people registered to vote, to give them materials to help them understand mm-hmm. who to vote for, and we'll talk about that. And then at the bottom, it does say this, though, and this is the one thing that, that I talked to Ron Kelly about, and I said, hey, it says this. It says, um, your vote, your voice, your values. And, and I told Ron, and he agrees with me, and so do you, um, but I said, I don't want people to vote their values. I want right. people to vote biblical values. I want people to vote God's values. Right. The mess that we got in is because people were voting their values about what what benefits me yes. as opposed to what does God's word say is right and true and good, even if it's at a cost to me. That's right. right. Whether I agree with it or not, this is the way that God has designed the world, and this is the best way that it runs. And so I want people who are Christians right, to vote, but I want them to understand God's word and then take that and apply it to the political system and vote for people who will 
move forward those particular ideas. And, and the, the concept is whether you like them or not, whether they're your guy or your gal or not, right, whether they're in your political party or not, whatever it is, right, you have to figure out what are those particular values that God's word says, mm-hmm. and then how do we move forward that agenda? Who's going to be the person that actually makes that happen? Exactly. And, you know, uh, George Barna, in his, he does a worldview uh, mm-hmm. survey every year. Last, last uh, year, I guess it was the 2021-2022 book, which I think is the most recent one. He might have a new one now. But uh, he found in that study that 51% of Americans think they have a b- biblical worldview, but actually only 6% do. Yeah. Of, Am- so, of Americans. Of Americans. Right. Now, right. people who call themselves Christians, I think the number goes up to like 27% or 24%. Right. But it's right. pretty would low. You, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we're still not even getting an F on that yet, right? Exactly we're trying right. Trying to get to a D, get up to a C, a B. Right. It, it should be. And, and honestly, for our community, right, um, to have a biblical worldview, to take the Bible and to apply it to the world around you, I mean, that's, that's what we do as a school exactly. really, really, really well. So that's what we want to make sure that we're doing for our community as well. Exactly. And setting that example for yeah. the community. You guys do an amazing job. Um, we just don't want to be like the, the Israelites and judges where everyone's doing what's right in his yeah. own eyes. You know, yeah. that leads to all kinds of troubles, which we're seeing in our culture. But letting, letting God's word be the lamp to our feet and light to our path, that's the way to go. That is. And, and this, you mentioned it earlier, but the blessing that we have in this culture to be able to evaluate our leaders. And when they're, when they're doing evil or when they're being foolish or we have a, a, an opportunity to put a better, more godly candidate in place, the fact that we can just show up at the polls and vote that person in or remove that wicked leader without any kind of, uh, you know, without any kind of illegal activity yeah. or violence or anything yeah. is one of the greatest gifts anyone's ever been given, you know, in terms of earthly government. Yep. So important. So important. So, um, so you, voting. Now, here, here's the thing. We're going to talk about some voting things. We're going to talk about when to vote, how to vote, where to vote, all the yeah. different things, um, how you make those particular decisions. Um, I do love um, Jethro's advice to Moses, right, yes. in Exodus 18. Absolutely. Where, um, you know, Moses is sitting there surrounded by, you know, all, you know, the Hebrew nation and um, he's just getting worn out with all their problems. Um, Jethro comes up to him and says, hey, you need to appoint some other leaders, mm-hmm. right? And, he, and he, he actually gives him a, a, a kind of a picture of federalism, right? Place that's him right. over, right. you know, the thousands, the hundreds and the tens. And, and so Moses, you know, it's like that's, that's great from a leadership perspective because when it's a small local issue, right, it, it needs to be handled locally. When it's a big national issue, right. it needs to be handled nationally. And can I tell you, our framers took that into consideration consideration when they gave us local, state, and federal government. And so when we go to vote, it's important to remind ourselves of that, right, is, hey, these, you know, these um, municipal elections, these city elections, these school board elections, these are, these are important. That's right. right. Well, and the founders even implemented the Jethro's uh, principle to the point where the local government has the most power. Yes. And of course, over the years, we've kind of allowed we, that we've to kind be, of allowed that to turn to, into to something else. Where now the federal government and people think that you know who who the president is is by far the most important position. Well, our framers didn't think that didn't. because when they set up the Constitution, right, Article One is the legislative, right? right? Those were the most important because exactly. there's, because there's exactly. so many of them. Right. right. There's, you know, uh, two state senators for the entire state of Texas. There's a congressman that represents a smaller group of people. Right. So the president, even though he represents he or she represents the entire country. Right. right I'm not as close to that person. And so the legislative branch was by far the most important right. than the executive, than the uh, judicial. And so even the way the framework was set up for our Constitution. Right. But then, you know, local, state, federal, that same thing as well. That's right. But these are super important. So we will vote for some um, statewide elected officials, um, a lot, actually. Um, we'll vote for some federal um, you know, officials as well. And, and one of the things is, you know, you pulled out a sample ballot. I did, yeah. And I think it's important for people to kind of realize that you can go online. Um, you can find your county, you know, election official, right? So I'm in Collin County. I go to Collin County's mm-hmm. website. I can find, you know, what district I'm in, you know, where what um, polling location I'm at. I can, you know, download the actual ballot that I'm going to see, right. although it'll be electronic, right? But I can see all the different races that I get to vote for. And in Texas, I'll tell you, we get to vote for judges. So important. That's right. Right? We get to vote for our judges. So they don't have to just be appointed, right? right? But we get to vote for them. But when it gets to that particular point, right, keeping up with, um, you know, 50, 60, 70 different races, is going to be very difficult for people to do. And so they need to figure out 
who do I go to to get information that's going to help me determine? And I think that's where, right, one, the political party becomes very important. Yes. I know some people who say, listen, I don't vote for party, I just vote for people, right? And I always tell them, it's like, it's because you don't know how party works. Party is very important, right? So, you know, finding people in a different political party, right, and just kind of bouncing back before, between, before, you know, it's like that doesn't always work because right. the two parties stand for two different things. One of the um, things that, that's on your website is actually a party platform that you can look at a Republican and a Democrat party platform so you can see what are the different issues and what are the party statements right. that the people who are in the party themselves have said, hey, this is what's important to us. So when right. we're talking about border security, when we're talking about pro-life, when we're talking about transgender ideology, right? These are all going to be political issues. And the parties have said, these are where we stand on these, partic- these particular issues. Right. So when you go and you put somebody from that party in office, that party is going to hold them to those particular platforms or those particular views. So people need to know that. You, you know, Ben, you may be the greatest guy in the world and the nicest guy in the world, but if you're in a party that stands in opposition to the things that the Bible values, you can be a nice guy and a Christian guy, right? But you're going you're gonna to represent views that are opposed to these biblical principles. That's right. You're going to be on a team. A political yes. party is basically like a sports team, yeah. and you're on this team, and the, the, the goals and the stated you know, values of that team are the party platform. Yes. And so it's very important for us as believers to, to evaluate those platforms. Uh, we both, I guess, I, Christian and Gage just put out our uh, biblical roadmap to the party platform. Biblical I, roadmap. I love this document because right we there. take 15 of the key issues that we're, our culture is wrestling with, and we put, what does the Bible say about this? It's real yep. simple and clear um, with, with the verses right there. And then comparing that to... Um, well, first we compare it to Marxism and, and what Marx and Lenin said, because those ideas are really powerfully taking hold in our culture today. Yes. And we need to evaluate those. Yep. And then also, what does the Democrat Party platform say? And what does the Republican platform say? Because, again, these are ways that you as a voter can help hold your leaders accountable. Yep. Um, and you can, the, those platforms are written by, by, the, by the people. Right. So it starts at the grassroots level. You, do, you go to your precinct, you say, hey, I want to I put something into our platform because I feel strongly about this. And you basically just take it up to the chain to the state level, national level, and it goes in the platform. And then every, every person across the country can call their congressman, their senator, their you know, state representative and say, hey, you're a Republican. You should stand for this. We voted on it. Or you're a Democrat. You should stand for this. We voted on it. Right. And, and that has a, lot of, has a lot of power and pull. And um, Christians should be doing that more because it, it is a, it's very important. Yeah. Super, super important. I wanted to go back to that, um, that Exodus 18 um, framework, though, real quickly. Um, because this is, what, this is what Jethro told um, Moses in Exodus 18. He said, mm-hmm. um, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, men who are trustworthy, hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens. Um, but just kind of that criteria, yeah. right? Of, of look, yeah. and I think the first thing you started with, to me, is really, really something that we as Christians sometimes forget. He says, look for able men, able. look for capable men, look for people who can actually do the they job. They have that to you be skilled to. enough to do the job. Exactly. Right. And so the concept that we sometimes forget, right, that as Christians, when we look at just a person's character, like Ben Quine, great guy, loves his family, does a great job. But if I ask him to fix my car, right, is he going to be able to you, do you that? You might be in trouble. And you might be in trouble, right? <laughs> Same thing with me, right? It's like, hey, not, not going to be able to do that. And so you don't take your car to somebody who can't fix it. Right. You don't place into political office somebody who's not qualified to do the job that you're sending them to do, right. even if they're the, the nicest, well-meaning, exactly. like, you, you know, hey, I want him to marry my daughter. That's awesome. But he's not going to be a good congressman, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, does it well, make sense? And, and many times this is an area where, unfortunately, as Christians, we've kind of dropped the ball in that regard because we say, oh, well, there aren't any other Christian candidates, but this guy's a Christian. Well, they might not be qualified. Right. So it's, there's more to it than just our faith. Right. So, and that's why it's also very important for Christians who are qualified to, to get be running. Involved. That's right. We need you. That's right. We, yeah. And we do. We have a number of great candidates, right? And, you, and you'll see in the, um, you know, when you get information from different candidates, right? Pay attention, right? Look exactly. what they say. Hey, exactly. here's what's important about me. Um, because you will pick up on, right? And, and a person's not going to just, you know, come right out and say, 
you know, you know, I'm a Christian and the other guy's not. Okay. But you can pick up on the language that mm-hmm. they use to tell you what's important about what they think you right. need to know about right. them. And so I think that's a really important thing for us. Um, but you know, the whole idea, hate, you know, hates a bribe. I mean, you want people who are uh, quality individuals. Um, you want people who have um, a track record of being able to get the job done and doing right. it in a fair minded way. And I think yeah. that's an important aspect. So the four aspects, able, fear God, um, hate bribes and men of tr- who are trustworthy, yes. who love the truth. Yeah. I mean, all of those, those, that hits, that hits 2024, yeah. you know, because, uh, we have many people running who aren't necessarily capable. We have many people running who don't fear the Lord, who aren't, don't, aren't walking with him. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of untruth going on. I mean, are there, are there any politicians that we trust? You know, we need men and women of integrity. Can I tell you how sad that is? It's, it's tragic, right? It is. It, it's sad. Cause we have, we've lost that day where we, you know, trust our politicians as, as men and women of integrity um, to take that responsibility, right, right and to um, steward it well, right? And we need right. to send people. And I, I'm glad, you know, uh, my congressman, you know, great man of God, I'm meeting with a guy, um, you know, that I'm helping to run for office, you know, great man of God, right? Yes. So there's, there's yes. some great people out there. There really are. And, and what I can't do is I can't look at the 535 people on Capitol Hill and say, look how bad they all are. Right, because I only get to send right my one, you know, re- representative, right, my two state senators, and then I get to vote for the people who are here in the state. And I get to vote, right. vote for people. Look, right. so, but I've got to do my job, and then I've got exactly. to pray for and trust that other people exactly. are going to do their job as well. And the pressures are absolutely vast. Yeah. I mean, the pre- the, fi- the financial pressures um, to surrender that integrity, you know, in D.C. I, yeah. I really can't imagine. So again, that just circles us back to they need our prayers. Yes. You know, yep. so we need to, we need to vote for godly men and women who are able, put them in the office, and then we need to support them with prayer when they're there because it's so difficult. What was your third part? Engage. Engage. Okay, so right. let, let's um, talk about the uh, engage aspect, right? What, what other things, um, we'll go back to the voting part, but right, um, as you're talking about engaging, yes. right, what are th- some other resources and information that our parents would find useful um, as they want to engage, right. um, as they want to make a difference in the culture. I, I think it's kind of interesting, like politics is a, is a huge passion of mine. I, I actually went to law school so I could run for office. I'm 54, still haven't run for office yet. So I'm a little slow on the uptake, right? Still got time. But, but it, was, um, it was individuals like William Wilberforce who were a model for me of yes. Christians who engaged their culture, right? So he abolished right. slavery in England in the uh, mid-1800s. He actually wrote a book about it, right? It was a, a fascinating thing. We, we refer to it as a practical view of Christianity. But his thing was um, the reason that there's slavery in England um, is because people who say that they know their Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Let it sit on the shelf. This is him writing. He right, goes, they let right. it sit on the shelf and they don't open it. If you opened it, you'd read the word of God and then you would look around you and you would say, I see some things that don't match up to God's that's word. Right. That's right. And I would then be compelled to act. And so I think that's where, to me, that's where it starts, right? It exactly. starts with, exactly. you open up the word of God, you read it, and then you look around you and you say, okay, what doesn't match up to that? And where can God use me to make a difference, right? Exactly. And, and I think, right, right, where you're looking at, you know, what, what's good that I can promote it, what's bad that I can stand against it, right? Those things, but I think the political part, right, is something that all Christians need to be engaged in. So it, that's not a thing where you go, well, I don't know anything about that, right? It's a, okay, learn more about it, find out more about it. Now, right. as Christians engaged, you guys have some things that you're going to put on so that people can know more about how to engage. Tell us a little bit exactly. about that. Well. You're exactly right, Dan. There's first of all, there's so many ways that we can get involved and get engaged, and it starts with God's word. Yes, um, it starts with education, with with taking that biblical worldview and putting it into practice. I love what First John uh, says: "Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth." So Amen. we're called to get involved. We have to know what's right, and then we have to act on it. Um, and so, yeah, Christians engaged. We've tried to create tons of different resources. We have a uh, we have a podcast. We have tons of blog articles, um, books, and Bible studies. I see here I brought some of them um, to, to help Christians really dig into, well, justice is an issue, for instance, that's so so close to God's heart. Found, justice is the foundation of his throne. Yep. Um, in, in Romans, it talks about how Christ died literally so that God could be just and the justifier mm. of the one who believes in Jesus. He, couldn't, he could have just said, hey, don't worry about that whole sin thing. I just forgive you, like cheap forgiveness. And he didn't do that. He said, no, I require of myself 
that justice be done. I require of myself that payment be made for this offense. And so he cares deeply about it. He calls us to justice. Yeah. Of course, Micah, Micah 6, 8, 8, you know, right. he has shown you what it will require of you. Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. So we're all called to that. Yeah. So when we hear the culture say we need justice, that's true. Right. The question is, what does real justice look like? Right. So we want to, again, center our thinking around the biblical uh, biblical view. So we have all kinds of kind of different layers and levels of uh, teaching that. We have uh, kind of an in-depth Bible study called Answers for Difficult Days. We have, um, here's a little brand new little devotional. Love it. So just read through that one. Uh, it's got the verses there, right? You don't have to look anything up. That this one's, you know, digging into scripture. But you, but you can look it up. You can look it up because the verses Please are do. right there. They're right, right? there. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, you know, go back, check, see what it is, read the context in which it's given to you, exactly. and really understand, right? What is God's idea and understanding of justice? That's right. right. What is God's idea and understanding of economics? Right. Because right? you've got one right. on that. Right? So you've got some yeah. great resources that you can parents can help and you can walk through these with your students as well exactly right great opportunities for you to engage i mean hopefully here's the deal i know a lot of families right you know hey we don't talk about you know politics and religion or you know around the dinner table i'm like you mean the two most important things of life like right. that you know if you're talking about sports and you're not talking about politics and religion then you're not training your kids how to think about those aspects of life that are fundamental to who they are as a human right. being and of course they're controversial but that's, that's only the because point. they're the most important. Like you said, they touch yes. who we are yeah. and how we're going to impact the culture. Exactly. You know, politics, that comes from the Greek word. It basically just means the city's business, right? right? So yep. what, what, how does the city going to run? Yep. Is, are we going to take care of people well? Are we going to cheat them? That's politics, yep. right? And, yep. the, and as we get involved in that process, Lord willing to help people and be sure that they're treated well, we're, we're engaging in politics, right? So, and that can look, that's the, the beauty of the body of Christ is that God has put us each in different parts where he wants us to be. Yes. So some of us, like you, have the skills. Someday you should run for office, Dan. I, I think you will be amazing, uh, amazing yeah. public servant, right? And God's giving you those skills. Uh, if, if he calls you to do it, you should do that. Uh, other people, maybe the Lord doesn't call them for that. Maybe right. their job is to go to the school board meetings or just develop, develop a relationship with their uh, representatives, right? Mm-hmm. There's a million ways. Or you can host a class. So many different ways that we can get involved. Yeah. Um, I love our video courses. Uh, we've got a whole series. Christian Which Gates, are all so. on the website. Right? On the website. So you can look at yeah. the video courses. You can find out. I mean, the, the, in fact, read off a couple of names, right? Because the, the blue one. Yeah, so this is called our on-ramp to civic engagement. It's kind of a uh, zero to 60 class. Like if, you, if you're just ready to get started yeah. and you think, well, man, this whole politics thing is new to me. Man, this is the place to start. And right. it will, you will get up to speed. You will learn so much. Um, and you will learn how you, can, how you can plug in, right? What is politics? How do we get involved? how to apply the biblical worldview. Yeah. So. You, you used the word earlier, you said your precinct convention. A lot of people don't know that the precinct right. is the smallest, right, political, right, subdivision, right? right? It goes down, right, you know, from... Kind your, of by neighborhoods, basically. Right, by your neighborhood. And right. so if you want to get involved, there's different ways of doing that. Um, and so this gives you kind of the, the roadmap, right, right, that when you want to get involved... Right. And, and here's the deal, you know, you can take that to whatever level you want, but this, this is the roadmap that if you want to get involved, here's how you do it. That's right. I mean, just writing your, your congressman, your state oh, representative. Absolutely. Because um, every, every letter or every email that you sent, and, and the thing is people will send things to people who aren't their representatives, right? Well, here's the deal. They're not beholden to you. So you need to make sure you know who your representatives are. So when you reach out and you contact right. them about things that are important to you, they say, hey, yeah, Ben's in my district. Okay, I right. need to listen to him. Now, here's the deal. They, they will look up to see if Ben voted, too. Right. Because now Ben's complaining about things. But here's the deal. He didn't vote. He didn't take the time to go put the right person into office. So that's a big deal to make sure that you voted in the past. And and you can actually develop a relationship with your representative or with the staff. And that's very important because the staff, you know, they're they're the ones communicating and they actually want to get to know you. Uh, especially if you're nice and respectful. That's what we want to be as Christians, right? We want to be speaking the truth in love and respectful. If you're not going to be nice and respectful, please don't reach out and contact them. Just, can we just can we just jump ahead? <laughs> exactly. Right. If, if, and here's the, it, it may be the most important thing. It may be the, um, the the biggest thing in the world, right? But if you can't communicate it in a way that's um, respectful, kind, truthful, and honest, right. as you call right. somebody, as you email somebody, um, then don't do it, right? Especially if you're going to say, "Hey, 
I'm a Christian, and then you're going to follow anything right. after that. Right. Because as soon as you say, I'm a Christian, right, then here's the deal. Then you take on the character and the nature of Christ, and you have to communicate the way that he did. Now, That's if right. you want to say, you know, I'm an anti-Christian, and then be super mean, knock yourself out. But right. those aren't the parents that we're talking to. Yeah, again, that doesn't mean that we're not controversial. doesn't mean we don't speak the truth or exactly. harsh truth. We yeah. just have to do it in, you know, a, a kind, loving way. Exactly. So uh, that's, okay, step so one. on-ramp, first on-ramp class. that, you've got a salt and light one. Salt and light, we cover uh, local government. Yep. So there's a lot of confusion. I mean, I, I don't know half of the ins and outs of, you know, what happens at county government and city sure. government. We're all sure. learning, right? Yep. So we need to learn this. This talks about school boards, how we can get involved. But, okay, so here's a, here's a great thing. Um, uh, a couple of our, um, you know, my state representative and my congressman were both on my county commissioner's board. Mm-hmm. Right. So people think about, you know, oh, local government, not important, county government, not important. It's like it can be right. Not only are the issues that they're dealing with important, but those individuals will. Right. Once they've served there, they may move on to some other place. Exactly. And if you get to know them at the local level. Right. And have an interaction with them and, and, you know, are kind and respectful and and you earn their trust when they move to other places. Now you've got a relationship with them. That's right. I think we all learned in covid, too, that that those commissioner's courts have a much more power than did we? we thought. Yes. Did we learn yeah, that? We did learn that. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that last I remember, really. I remember literally looking up on the internet saying, this is a judge. They don't have that authority. Who? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. The county judge. County and people judge. thought they were actually exactly. a judge as opposed so, to a person who's, oh, yeah. He's, the, but he's actually the executive for the county. He's the executive right? of the county. Yes. Now, you have another one on yeah. the Austin, so Austin one. Uh, I love the name, of, by the way. Basics right? of how, how government Texas works. Texas government. In, in Texas. Right? Okay. And people don't understand Texas government, right? Our legislature is only in session 140 days every two years, right? right. They are not a full-time legislature. Right. So right. who are the people that are running the state when the legislature is not there, right? Well, they're the ABCs of Texas. Yeah, exactly. What are those? Are the agencies exactly. and the boards and the commissions. They yeah. are people, right? that are not elected a lot of times, right? But the legislators actually are giving them the resources and the budget That's to right. run the state of Texas. That's right. So those are important things to realize. I mean, how important the governor and lieutenant governor is in Texas? Right. Well, if you don't know how the system important. works, you can't impact Exactly. So great, so, great right. materials on there. So we've got civic classes, kind of the overview and federal level. We've got the local level in our salt and light. And we've got Austin's Texas state yep. government. Yep. Um, and... Um, and then we have a series of classes on biblical worldview. So we already talked about biblical justice, class on Nehemiah. What does biblical leadership look like? I mean, like we said, we have a, um, a great need for Christian leaders who yep. are capable, yep. who are trustworthy with integrity to go into, into leadership. And it's biblical leadership. It's not what you think. It's not, it's not being weak, right? Uh, look at Nehemiah's life. He was powerful yeah. and he made a huge impact. And it doesn't um, just mean that because God calls you, there's not going to be opposition, smooth sailing. Oh my goodness, yes. Totally right. opposite. So exactly. yeah. really, really important. I love that. Um, I'll say this. You also want people to know more about, and this is becoming a big deal, know more about the Constitution itself. Yes. I think there's a, a yes. huge illiteracy in the Constitution, um, simple little document, um, pro, very profound document. Um, but um, you guys have kind of partnered with um, Rick Green. Yes, that's right? right. And Patriot Academy and all the different, you know. Exactly. The, uh, right. So his const- Rick doing. Green's Constitution course, fantastic. Yes. With David Barton. We just love that one. Recommend yeah. that for everybody. Yeah. I'll put a uh, link to that in the notes and everything, great. too, as, as well as all your materials. Yeah. But that, that's great for people to take that particular course and learn more about the Constitution. Right. Again, as we learn how the Constitution was written, what the, the ideas, principles behind it, and how it actually works and is set up, again, we can make a huge impact. And it's really important because we've strayed so far from our founding yeah. in so many ways in terms of, the, you know, uh, enumerated powers of, of Congress and the checks and balances and so on. And, you know, it's really the powers in the people to bring the government back. We yes. just have to know um, where we come from and where we need to go. And then we have to elect leaders that, that will abide by those. It's it's very possible. The Lord can do that through us, but we have to be educated. Yeah. And then you've got something else coming up. Um, right. So we in, have a local... Actually, a local um, live presentation of our on-ramp course on March March 16th uh, in Dallas. Okay. And uh, so it's just going to be a Saturday uh, from 9 a.m. to 4, going through the whole course. And these are just so powerful. I would, I would recommend everyone come to this class. And we actually have a special um, deal for this particular one, uh, and that is that young adults can come for free. So anyone uh, in your audience, I mean... We'd love to have your students come. Anyone yeah. from 13 to 30, actually, can go to this, uh, this, this seminar for free. And just email us at uh, info at christiansengage.org, and you can get information on that. But we would love to have you come, yeah. again, March 16th. It, it will change your life. I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay, so we've, we've gotten, um, you know, March 5th, right, is um, 
the primary election, early voting actually starts February 20th, um, which, by the way, you know, early voting in Texas, I love early voting. Um, but, you know, get out there and vote um, if there's going to be runoffs from that. Right. Those are May 28th. The uh, the um, general election is November 5th. So let's real quickly um, difference between general election and primary election. Right. So we throw right. these words around. Right. We've already we've already noticed if people are paying attention to the news, other states have already had their primaries. That's right. And so we're, you know, we're watching and you're seeing, you know, New Hampshire and Iowa, although they have a caucus because they're a little backwards. Um, we watch these other states and they're having their primary. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? How does that affect yes. us as Texas? Who are the people that we're actually going to get to vote for? So what would you tell parents about what's the primary for versus the general election? Right. So the primary is the election that determines who's on the ballot in November. Okay. So basically each party is going to be presenting a group of candidates that are saying, I would like to represent the Republican Party. I'd like to represent the Democrat Party in November. And so this is really the chance for um, Christians to vote vote the values of each candidate, vote for the merits. And, you know, it's very easy in November to look at and say, well, there's nobody good on the ballot. Well, that's largely because of what happens in the primaries. So if we don't vote in the primaries, we really don't have a right to complain about who's on the ballot in November. So this is the time we have a much broader selection of candidates. And um, again, pick pick the party whose platform mostly aligns with biblical values. So when you you go to vote now in the primary... You're not voting for Republicans and Democrats. No, it's You're one or the other. You're voting for one or the other. One or so the other. You have you to d- pick your party first. Right. You don't, well, you don't have to, like, declare it, meaning, um, you know, you don't have to announce it beforehand. But when you walk in, they'll say, right, right Republican or Democrat. And you take one of those ballots. Right. Now, now, here's the deal. Some people may want to vote in the other parties, right? So let's say you go, um, you know, well, I want to vote for the, for the really, really bad candidate who's running for the other party um, to make sure that they get on the ballot in November. Can I just say, right. one, I think it, it's a very bad strategy because yes. there's, there's just there's not enough people you know, doing it. And so you're basically just throwing away your vote. Um, two, you don't get to be involved in framing um, your particular party's platform and get engaged in that and putting the best right. people forward right. for your party. You're trying to put the worst people forward for the other party. So if you have that strategy or that mindset, can I just like, just get rid of that? Yeah, I, I that, agree. That's not, a, not, not an important thing. Every state has different rules on that sort of thing. Yeah. So in some cases, you actually have to be registered in the party, as, as a particular a party, yeah, right? Yeah. And other and other parties, you, states, you can literally just show up and yep. say whatever you want yep. for which vote for which, uh, whichever primary you like. But but you're right. The the most efficient, effective way is yep. to vote positively. Yes. Vote for the best candidate. Yep. So you'll and, go and you'll pick a party, right? And right. they will give you. Uh, for this, the primary, it'll give you all the candidates running, right, mm-hmm. either as Democrats mm-hmm. or as Republicans, and you'll vote for those particular individuals. Exactly. Right? And then when you get, come in November, that does not mean you can't vote for anybody you want in November, right? What you That's do right. here in March has no impact of what happens in November. Well, um, you're not you're not bound by your vote, but right. it will impact November because it's going to, again, determine who's, who's actually who's going to be winner. on the balance. Right. right. So after this election in Texas is going to be um, March 5th, right? Yep. So they're going to count the votes. And um, if there's a clear winner, then that person will go on to the November ballot. If there's not a clear winner, that's when you have the runoff. Yeah. And so that means we vote again between either, you know, okay, two and so, or three. And let's two. talk about this. Yeah. In a general election, in a presidential election, a general election, um, you'll have... Um, you know, 60, 70% of people turning out that are mm-hmm. registered to vote, okay, right. turn out for an election. For a primary, you'll probably have 30% right. turnout. In a runoff, you could go down to five or even, right, five to right. 10%. So of registered voters, which is on everybody, right, in a runoff, so that May 28th, which are, there will be a number of runoff, you know, mm-hmm. votes, mm-hmm. Um, elections, um, you'll have five to 10% of the registered voters in that particular, you know, uh, primary. Right turnout for that particular vote. And so that that's really important is, you know, you've got to pay attention to these elections when they come up and making sure that you know who's on the ballot and going and voting for the best person who's on the ballot. That's ballot. right. So two points from that. One is that, you know, I hear people all the time, they say, well, my vote doesn't count. Well, if you want your vote to count, you should vote in every election. Yes. Yeah. And especially... When you, got, you guys actually have a pledge, we, we right? Do, that's Christians the other thing. actually exactly. have a pledge that says, hey, listen, every time there's an election that comes up, right? Um, you know, in the spring, you'll have these municipal elections. Vote in those, right? You've got the primary, you've got the general, you've got the runoff. 
vote in those. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's actually very easy to go vote in it's, Texas. It doesn't take long. Right. It doesn't right. take long. So yeah. it's like there, there's lots of different polling locations, right, to, to you know, zip in there, vote, put the names down. Um, don't take your phone in, by the way. That's one thing, right? So if you want to know who to vote for, write it down on a piece of right, paper. Right. You can look at the piece of paper that you've okay. written all the names down on, right. but you can't use your Just phone. no Googling while you're in right. there. Right. No Googling yeah. while you're in there. Don't do that. So, But, but it's, it really doesn't take very long. And, and here's the deal. Even if it did... It's still worth the civic engagement That's right. and the responsibility, right? Like this is worth the engagement and, and the time that you're going to put into it anyway. So, right. So one of our favorite, one of my favorite tools at Christians Engaged is our pledge. Okay. And we're just asking, it's a very simple ask. Will you, as a Christian, commit to pray for our country at least once a week? Okay. That's so basic. We, we all need to be doing that, right? Um, will you commit to vote in every election? And then will you commit to getting engaged however the Lord directs you? Maybe yeah. that's taking a class. Maybe that's running for office. Maybe that's just attending your school board meetings. Finan- financially supporting a candidate. Sure. Anyway. Right. Give 25 anyway. bucks here, 50 bucks there. And the Lord will tell you. Yes. You say, Lord, what do I do? He yep. will tell you what yep. to do. Uh, so anyone who signs up to take that pledge, which, again, it's just it's so it doesn't take time. It's just a basic fulfilling of our duties as right. Christians and American citizens. Uh, we'll send you a weekly Pray, vote, engage email. Okay. So we're, every week we're going to be teaching you, hey, here's something that's going on, or here's an area, here's an issue. Pray for our primaries. Pray for our school boards. Pray for the Supreme Court. There's major decisions going on in the Supreme yep. Court. Right. We, we want to be praying for all areas and all levels, and that will help you learn about the country. So that's first. And then you also get four texts and four emails before every election. So Love it. You know, Which, by the way, is a 501c3. You're sorry. not telling me who to vote for. Never, right. But you can give me the principles and you can point me to say, listen, as you compare these candidates, pay attention to these things. That's right? right. And that's that's, that's right. the important thing. Is I Now, here's the deal. I wish we could just tell people who vote for because I get people all the time. They're looking at it and they're like, but I don't understand this. I don't understand right. that. And it's just like, let me make it simple for you. Right now, I can do that as a person. Right. And if people want to just call me and say, hey, who do I vote for? I'll tell you. Right. Um, but but as a 501c3. Right. And as a school and as a church. Right. We are not allowed to. Right. And, and here's the deal. we don't really well, want to. Right. We want people to come up to their own decisions because they've done the work. They've looked through things. Right. And they've determined. Right. Here's the best of the different people on the ballot. And which, which, by the way, That's right. Jesus's name is not on the ballot. You're not, you're not all imperfect, for them, right? They're, imperfect they're, they're, they're all imperfect. Please, please don't tell me again, right, about the different things that are wrong with these particular candidates because there's something wrong with every candidate, right? And there's something wrong with the person going into the ballot who's voting for that candidate exactly. as well because yes. that's us. Right. So what you have to do is you have to say, if, if that person gets elected, what are they going to do? And how do I know what they're going to do, right. right? Look at their track record. Look at what they've done, right? Look at the things that they've said that they're going to do. And if they get into office and they do those things, are you going to be pleased as an American, as right. a Christian, That's that right. those are the things that they accomplished? And, and the fact that they choose to align themselves with one or the other parties says a lot about Huge. their values, right? So right. that's another, you know, I mean, this, just printing this out, it's kind of overwhelming. There's so many names. Yeah. Well, first of all, if you just take a couple minutes and you can, you can in your home, you can Google every candidate and yep. look them up. Yep. That's about 25, 45 minute uh, process. Yeah. And you'll learn so much. You'll be like, well, I, I had no idea. This is, these people are really standing for these issues and they will tell you what they stand for. Um, but no, as a, as a, as a 501 C three, uh, 501 C three, C3, sorry, Christians engaged, we have the same basic restrictions as a church. Yes. And, and that means that we are not prohibited, and churches are not prohibited from teaching on biblical values. True. We are yep. not, you, anything that the Bible is teaching on, we can teach on, which right. means all of life. But what, what the Bible doesn't teach on is specific candidates, right? So that would be the only real restriction for a church um, or uh, for our group. And, right. and so we just want to give you guys yes. the, the tools. Right. But so I like it. But if, if, I, the, if I click that, that take the pledge, I put the information in, right, and then you guys give me the information, and then before the elections come up, you're sending these reminder. That's right. Right? It's the same That's thing right. when, you know, when my car has to go get inspected. The state sends me a little reminder and says, hey, don't forget. Right? right. And it's important. It is. And especially for these local elections, especially for the runoffs, yep. especially yep. for the primaries, because, you know, everyone talks about the presidential elections. Again, now we're back to that federalism thing we said at the beginning. Yes, yes the president is very important. But if you're only focusing on that, if you're only listening to what the media is talking about, then you're only going to hear about that one, and you're going to miss all yes. the all the so-called little elections that really have profound impacts on yeah. our lives. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, so and they're take de- the pledge; you won't miss another they're election. De- they're yeah. definitely not little elections. A <laughs> um, couple other things, just uh, resources that you think would be valuable uh, for parents. Um, I'll say this: um, 
Mike Johnson's the Speaker of the House right now. Yes. Um, I would Google, uh, just put this in, right? Mike Johnson's Seven Principles mm-hmm. of Conservatism, mm-hmm. right? And he yes. just he runs through and he does a fantastic job, right? Yes. Um, individual uh, freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Right. right. So as you look at party platforms, right, line those up uh, as far as those particular principles. He does a great job of outlining, yes. right, from his perspective as a Christian man, these are things that biblically he says when we engage, right, in the civics of the world, in the, in the, in the politics, these are things that politics touches on. We need to make sure that we're trying to give people as much freedom as possible, mm-hmm. right, by limiting government involvement. Right. Which which means you, you go back to, you know, de Tocqueville. Right. Um, the reason that we can do that is because we're ruled internally by a, right. by a higher power, that's by right. a higher standard. And that's God himself. And so I don't need government to come in here and tell me everything to do because God's already done that. That, you know, if we don't have that, which our framer said, like, if, if you're not ruled by God, that's you're right. going to be ruled by man. Adam said our Constitution is founded, are written for, only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to govern any other. We have to have that we self-discipline. Have yes. you know, if Paul, you don't believe that, read the Federalist Papers. Because exactly. that's exactly what they wrote about every single time. Um, but the rule of law, so important, right? That's why we want good people right. to make good laws, because we want people to be ruled by those particular laws. Framers, super important that there's no king who's above the law. Exactly. Right? The Lex Rex. Exactly. concept, right? The Sammy Rutherford. It's just, right, we're all under the law. So important. Peace through strength, yes. right? So we have strength, but we want people to have the freedom to live their lives in accordance with those laws. But that means that there's got to be rules and regulations that we all live by, exactly. right? Fiscal responsibility is so important, right? Being wise stewards of what we've been given. And we want to send people mm-hmm. uh, to Austin, right? To Washington who understand that particular principle. Free markets, Right. The ability for people to take the gifts and abilities that God has given them and to flourish. Right. right. And then and then to take advantage of that to say, hey, because I've been flourishing now, I can invest back into the community, not because the government forces me to, but because I have a heart to. Right. And I think um, my favorite book on that um, is uh, Bastier's The Law. The Law. So if you you haven't read it, it's like 78 pages. Right. You know, Friedrich Bastier, look up The Law, get it, read it and understand why socialism government making you give actually goes against the giver and the receiver. It hurts both of them. Right. Well, what's amazing is because you hear people all the time talk about how how it's caring for the government to give and the Christians can fulfill their our obligation by supporting government uh, giving. But, you know, biblically, it really fails the test. Yes. And, and Paul said that um, each one should decide in his heart what, what he's going to give not reluctantly or under compulsion yeah. because God loves a cheerful giver. And so the test is you have to decide individually, each right. person, and it's not reluctant and it's not under compulsion. Yeah. And uh, compulsion means you're not forced to do it. Yeah. And um, just so everyone is very clear on this, our, our contributions to the U.S. Treasury via the IRS are under compulsion. Yeah. Those are not those are not free will offerings. No, you can give more if you want. You can try, give more. Try, try not to give them. Just <laughs> right. So let me, let so, me know where that ends. Yes, right? that's just not that's not yeah. biblical charity. It's yeah. not giving according to the scripture. So, uh, and and not to mention the fact that God does give a very clear uh, definition of His role for government. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter says that governors are sent by Him. That's God mm-hmm. to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. That's right. And so that's the job. And if you look at the, the calling of caring for widows and orphans, he said, God says, that's on you. That's, that's right. on me. It's not on the government. Nope. So we're called to that individually and, you know, as Christians to, to, to do that as a church, to start nonprofit ministries, to start hospitals. And historically, of course, that's what we've done. Yeah. Um, but given that, that to government really causes a lot of problems. Yeah. And that's where Mike's last thing is just human dignity. Right. Um, the essence of life. Right. Valuing that. And uh, when we get into whole, you know, the, the gender and sexuality concept. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to make sure that there is truth so that people can understand that they are created in God's image. Right. And we want to protect that from from, you know, conception all the way through. Right. But it's so important for people that we know that we're putting into leadership to understand that particular value that God's yes. designed for yes. male, female marriage, right? The Bible starts with the marriage, ends with the marriage. That's marriage right. is so That's important. Right. And, and unfortunately in our particular culture, we have gotten away from God's design for marriage and our culture is suffering because, of, and people are suffering because well, of it. That's because God designed marriage to family. The family yeah. is the center of society. Yeah. It's the cornerstone, the foundation of society. And of course, so Satan's attacked the family 
and as the family crumbles, then society suffers as a result. Yes. Uh, look, if you look at the statistics for um, you know children that are that grow up outside of healthy families, um, suicide, violence, drug abuse, uh, you know, failure in school. There's so many so many problems that yes. come as a result, um, and that's tragic. So anyway, God loves God loves children. He wants them to be in healthy homes where they can grow up well, and. Um, uh, Again, that's why you know what PCA is doing is so important, yeah. and what you're doing is so important. And every parent, the role is, is vital. Yeah. So, Ben, any last um, thoughts or words for our parents? Because I mean, early voting starts right next week. Right. We want parents to get informed, to get involved, to be engaged. Right. Christians engaged. Exactly. Engaged to make a difference. Um, but here's the deal: like you've got to do the work ahead of time, right? To know mm-hmm. what you're doing, mm-hmm. so that when you walk into that ballot box. You're checking the right individuals. You're pressing the people that line up with the biblical values. Exactly. Um, so, you know, make sure you check out the website and get That's that right. information. It does take a little bit of research, mm-hmm. but it's not a lot. And you can do it. Uh, uh, the, the great news is that, that in our country, every person has a voice. That's right. And you can make a difference. You can make an impact. Um, you know, it's easy to get discouraged, but we've got some amazing tools. Take the pledge. Uh, go through one of the classes, come to this on-ramp on March 16th, and you will be equipped to make an impact right where the Lord has put you. And, uh, you know, it's, <clears throat> it really is, I, I go, keep going back to this, but it's one of the greatest ways we can show love to our neighbors by getting involved. And just look around. If you see, you know, you see the, um, the culture suffering, um, we can make an impact. Yes. And, and we're called as Christians, again, to be that salt. You know, salt is a preservative to protect from death. That's right. And so if we're not, and, and salt in the salt shaker doesn't preserve anything. It doesn't right? do any good. It's got to go on the, right. onto the meat or whatever. So we have to get outside of the church. We have to get inside the culture and in it, but not of it, right? We're not, we don't, not conform to this world, right. but transformed and be that light, uh, Every person listening can make a huge difference. Yes. Well, Ben, thank you for your time. I know you've done um, so much of the legwork um, of putting the materials together, of writing, um, you know, and it, it's, it's great material. It's biblically solid. And so, you know, anything that I've read of yours, um, I'm always like, you know, this is just solid, foundational, right, information that everybody needs to know. And so right. um, get it, review it, research it, right, and then um, be prepared to go out into the culture and make a difference. And, and here's the deal. And, and stop complaining about the way the world looks and start making a difference. Can I just say one thing yes. real fast? Okay, so we have every year we do a, a trip to D.C. We took 50 people last yeah. year. Amazing. We I'm did going one. with our eighth graders uh, in March for yeah. the semester. I mean, there's so, so much to learn Love and it. see. So much. Uh, we had one day on pray, one vote on uh, pray, one day on vote, one day on engage. Yes. And uh, at the first night, we had a little dinner and kind of going around the table and people introducing themselves. And one guy stood up and he said, you know, up to this point, my motto has really been pray, vote, and complain. Uh, but I'm hoping that the Lord will do something over this time uh, to make me pray, vote, engage. And you won't believe this, but when, after the three days, when he went back, uh, he, uh, back to Texas, that next week, two pastors approached him and said, you know, we have a great need for city council. Would you, would you run? Oh, wow. And the Lord had changed his heart, and he ran, and he, he won his race, and now he's serving on, now he's on city council. Look See, at that. that's the Lord can do it, and we don't yeah. don't complain. Get engaged. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Ben, thanks for your time. Thanks for the materials you produced, and thanks for helping educate our parents. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of the Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.